Welcome to the Spawn on Me cast. This is episode nine. I am joined with Cicero Holmes, my co-host and friend of mine. What's right going on, up. Cicero? I'm chilling, baby. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not bad. Things are okay. Uh, it was a good week for lots of things. It was lots of good gaming. The weather was good. Um, I had a really good steak. That gym was magical. Uh, and everything is pretty all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I don't. I don't eat beef. Um, because I'm I'm allergic. But that's that's for another podcast. Uh, the podcast is called uh, "What's Wrong with Stubs." <laughs> uh, but uh yeah but the the weather finally broke here in chicago it was 60 degrees here today i have no idea what to do with myself i i have no idea what to do with myself either i put on a nice shirt today because they made me go do it for my job and it was great oh. yeah I'm, I'm allergic to beef too i don't like fighting oh okay all right that's cool <laughs> that's cool <laughs> um we are joined today i am so excited we have my friend, our friend, the sh- friend of the show, yeah, master of the internets, Nintendo fanboy, Nintendo lover, Titanfall yes. master, Gen three mother sucker, <laughs> hashtag master face. Science looks good. Hashtag science looks good. Yes. Word. Friend of Neil Tyson DeGrasse. They went to school together at some point. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> school of hard knocks. School of hard knocks. There, there it is. Introducing the man, the myth, the legend, Sharif Jackson. Hey. How, are you, Sharif? How are you? How are you, brother Sharif? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Always, always looking forward to talking games. So, word. We've been trying to get you on the show for a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. about yeah. eight episodes. Long right. time. Eight whole episodes. <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. Cool. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. this is going to be. You know, we we have some some history of talking about games in in the in the past we we were on a, a show that was short-lived but known to many and and loved by many character select so so how's it feel to be talking about games again it feels good man i'm always um you know with you and my other friends always getting the spontaneous conversations over text message or phone or twitter or whatever so um it's always good to have more of a i guess radio like talk about over a podcast because <laughs> i play a lot of games man um you know and uh there's just not a lot of good game talk out there that's not just about infantile stuff as far as i'm concerned so um i like, like resolutions yeah exactly like a resolution gate even though of course you know i'm pc pc master race so i mean resolution right, right. Um, <laughs> oh, um but but um yeah no, no no man i'm always looking for like mature game conversation and like you guys definitely have it here so happy we're trying thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're trying we, we definitely are uh yeah hold on let me let me bring it down a couple of grade levels and, and just say that uh right <laughs> now for for those of you that have been crying for this all 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 along um clear my throat Ayende robinson um this we now actually have an xbox one owner a playstation 4 owner and a wii u owner on the show at the same time so two next gen consoles and some (laughs) mid mutant (laughs) type thing mid mutant thing um (laughs) yeah so we yeah so we'll we'll actually be able to uh discuss things from from a whole from the entire Triforce of, uh, oh, of gaming. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Cats and dogs living together. Mass right. hysteria. Mass hysteria. 
word, word, word. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. So we're, we're going to go into our first topic of the show. Um, we still don't have a name for our new segment. Um, someone came up to me on, didn't come up to me because I was the internet. People don't come up to you on the internet. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. He came up to me on the internet street and said. Unless it's that Chappelle skit. He was in the <laughs> Word. He was like, uh, what are you guys going to call your new segment? And I was like, I don't know yet. Do you have an idea? And he said, you know what? I may have an idea. He never gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally waited for him to like send me an email. It was weird because it was like sitting at sitting at the window waiting for your child to come home. I was like, there's no email. I'm looking for help and, and answers and you're not giving me any. So uh, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But they first, go T, they go T. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so we're going to we're going to kind of go back a step and talk about something that we talked about last show when we talked about how bad uh, Watch Dogs looked. So they dropped a trailer today for the PC version, and it looks bananas. Yeah. It looks crazy. So I know you guys saw it. Well, we, we usually throw some notes up so that we can all see things. What did you guys think of the, of the trailer? I mean, it, 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 it looked great. It looked great. It looked like it, it looked like the evolution of the the E3 demo or the E3 uh, presser that we saw at E3 last year. And, and, you know, it looked like what we were expecting the game to look like when it was going to be released in November. Unfortunately, it will look like that, but just for PC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it looks great. I mean, it looks like, you know, Ubisoft really is using the strength of the platform you know, um, which I, which is kind of evidenced by just looking at the system requirements. I mean, a lot of PC games in the last couple of years, especially with developers like Ubisoft, they kind of, you know, skimp on the requirements a little bit so they can make it close to the console version. So you have to do less work um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then just throw a texture pack or something at the PC version and say here. <laughs> or, or in the case of like NBA 2K, just use the last gen engine, you know. And, and say here. Oh my um, god, they gave no fucks about that about that engine. Yeah, but, no. but but in this case, they're really using the advances that PC's gotten in the last couple of years. And man, I mean, it looks incredible, especially the water, um, b- both like the rain and sort of like the the um, river water. I mean, it looks right. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with the um, with the other parts of the game because they've they've kind of set themselves up now where they had their fans in the beginning when they showed the game off uh at E three. Everyone was super hyped. Then they kind of lost a lot of steam when they had their delay. Then people have now seen what the the console versions are looking like and they're kind of put off by it. Um, I wonder if this this pc trailer is going to pull people back even the people who are not necessarily going to buy it on pc i know i'm sure that they're probably upset because they're like now nah, i'm definitely not getting is even bigger contrast from the <laughs> e3 e3 trailer to now of what console is not going to get do you think that some people are still going to still be kind of hyped for it do you think there's still a, a bunch of people who want it i mean i don't think i don't think this will impact the console stuff at all i mean i don't like how many console gamers look at PC versions and say, man, like, you know, like you don't buy a console because you think it'll outperform PC. You buy it because it's the best price and convenience combination of gaming. Like, right. I, I can't see an Xbox One owner or a PS4 
owner getting mad because they'll rightfully so say, well, the PC, the cost of the PC, you need to run it like that. Like I wouldn't be able to get it anyway. I mean, right. I can't see it really affecting console sales. Right. All right. Well, you know what? Here's, here's my question now. So all three of us have, three different next gen consoles um <laughs> that watchdog will be released on and and have potentially have PCs. Actually I don't have a I run Linux because I'm a true nerd. Um <laughs> but, but um you know for for you two guys, uh I by the time Watchdogs comes out, hopefully knock on wood, I'll have a, a PS4 and we'll be playing uh MLB the show on it. Um but Will you guys be getting watchdogs? One, will you be getting it? And two, will you be getting it on your respective console or will you be getting it on PC? Well, for me, I again and goes to exactly what Reef said, is um I don't have the money to get a, a rig that would run it the way I'd want to run it unless I dance on a pole. Right. Um so I got a dollar for you. I'm willing. If, when they when when they when they make the Fat Boy Strip Club, I'll be the first one to sign up. <laughs> so so I mean, to a certain extent, I, I went into it looking at that trailer, and I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't look amazing, right? So I wouldn't feel as bad <laughs> when I when I wind up buying it for PS4. But I'm totally going to be thinking about that when I when I play it. Of like, wow, it could totally look a lot better. But it's also interesting to see how. The PC stuff will have all the bells and whistles. It does make me wonder what small things are going to be in the console versions that'll make me feel less bad, especially mm. after playing Infamous, which did so many different things really, really well. It, it makes me wonder what things I'll look at in Watch Dogs and say, okay, I see where they put their time and effort into to make it look pretty or to make it look different. So uh, I'm still going to get it. I'm just going to be jealous as hell when I when I hear other PC players or what they're dealing with. Well, I, I mean, do you feel the same way with, say, Battlefield 4 or Assassin's Creed 4 where the PC right. versions were clearly superior, but they were great on Xbox One and PS4? I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't hear a lot or see a lot of people that have Xbox Ones and PS4s as their primary console upset at their version of Battlefield 4 because it doesn't look as good as the PC version. You know? Uh, like, I, I, oh. I don't know. I, I might have a limited set of uh, people and criticism that I'm reading, maybe, but... I don't know. Uh, see, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, well I... I definitely concur with 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 Reef when it when it comes to that. Like I know that uh, when I when I you know November twenty second when I turned on my Xbox One and and finally got my uh, BF four installed and I was able to to look at it and play it, my jaw was dropping at how beautiful it looked on my console. And you know that it's really been one of the arguments that I've always made about being a console gamer over being a PC gamer is that I, you know, I always know that ultimately, um, over the life of a generation, that the PC version of said multi-platform game is going to look vastly superior to the console version. But it's the ease of use, the convenience, and the ability to immediately broadcast it on the largest display on my, you know, right. a largest display on my house with with the, you know, the best controlling options that I have. 
that make console, you know, make console gaming my my method of entertainment of you know of choice um, versus going in and you know uh, futzing around with a PC. Plus, I deal with the PC, you know, during during work all the time. Last thing I really want to do <laughs> is is do more stuff on my PC. That is totally true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Reef. So, what are, are you going to do Wii U with your with the screen? Or are you going to get it on the PC? No, I'm definitely going to get it on the Wii U. I mean, like the Wii U is just not meant for multi platform stuff. Like, okay. like the developers are never going to put the effort in. Obviously, they haven't even announced a date for it yet for the Wii U version. Oh, they haven't. No. I didn't even realize that. I kind of took it for granted. Oh no, that, that no. it was coming out. Oh, oh no, 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 no. They 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 announced it. On May twenty seven, but then in like really small print it says Wii U version coming later. Um, <laughs> so you know, I I I I ain't, I ain't forgot about you, dog. I just don't have faith that developers really are going to put the effort in. I mean, right. they did kind of with the launch. I mean, Assassin's Creed actually, Assassin's Creed wasn't that bad on the Wii U, but you know, I I I don't buy Nintendo stuff for real multi platform stuff right. so even if it was coming out the same date because i have a pc that can run the pc version i'm always going to default to the pc version right okay okay, okay. all right so, so basically your wii u is your mario player it's my nintendo player yeah oh yeah right yeah right. yeah right. um so. i i primarily buy it for nintendo franchises for the virtual console stuff for the indie stuff you know i i i, I don't get it for like call of duty and shit like that that's like what my pc is for right so so did you have a want to play watchdogs prior to this you know did you did you think about because a pc version was always going to come out for it yeah but did you have any hype or excitement for watchdogs at all i had hype two years ago (laughs) (laughs) i mean to to be honest i got kind of stale on it man like especially because like the trailer that they released before this one when they announced the uh dates like I don't know. That trailer to me from a gameplay perspective made it look much less interesting than the than the earlier trailers which were mostly like only hacking and stuff. Like right. like now it just seemed like it was like a cover based shooter, you know, and um with like some hacking in it. And yeah. that to yeah. me is not super compelling. That's um, Deus Ex. Yeah, and 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 like in like Deus Ex the shooting was usually the worst part of the game. You know, like right. the right. best part was like sneaking around, and, right. and I really wish you know, I'd played that, that game, except for I couldn't get past the lady in the dumpster. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> yo, Captain, you were so in the future, bro. There are slaves in the future. I'm telling you. I swear, they're not in the Jetsons, <laughs> right. not in anything else, but they nope. sure do have you know? some ratchets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's side. a it's a shame too because it's a really good game. Um and the um the um director's cut that they released last year has some of the best if if you're into like a commentary like the in in-game commentary definitely has some of the best that I've seen in in, in a game I was going to buy it on a Steam sale and then I just that thing just it was like <laughs> like PT, the it was like ra- it was like racism PTSD <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I totally want to buy this game, but I, I yeah. that lady just pops up and she's like, Cap, yeah, and and like she's like digging in the garbage, like it, it's just Word. like like it's just and it's so easy to take that character out because she means right. nothing to anything right. in the story. I got bronchitis. 
yeah. It just makes me think that there was like no oversight. That, yeah. that there was a part like someone someone had to model that person someone had right. to do the vo for that yeah someone had to do the vo for that right there was direction someone actually went into a booth and did it <laughs> yeah and then uh then a director said no you've done this wrong <laughs> we need we need more sambo i need more popeye's chicken on this right, one right, right, uh, right exactly i mean it's a paycheck man you know yeah but yeah, but, um, but um, no yeah i was stale on watchdogs <laughs> Now that I see that they're actually utilizing the PC, I'm like, okay, I, I'm I'm back in. Yeah. Okay, good, so. good. So, so we're gonna preface this one segment for everyone who's listening and for everyone who cares about Nintendo, about Miyamoto, about everyone involved in that magical place that we call Nintendo. <laughs> we are going to deem this part of the show the Nintendo Sharif Jackson moment. Right. Holy shit. Sh- Sharif you, you this is the first this is the first inaugural and last <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo moment <laughs> on the Spawn on Me cast. Unless you come back on. Right. Uh which we would love to have you back We'd on. We'd love to have you whenever you you'd monthly, want to. A monthly segment, yeah. Absolutely. A daily uh, segment. Where we, where we can tap in. It will be like we we probably have you on more than they do updates for the damn Wii Shop. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, so hey Reef, what else is going on in the Wii Shop? Uh <laughs> same thing that happened the last four times. Castlevania too. Yeah. Okay. So so we want to talk about Mario Kart, uh, because they, they, they just popped that out uh what was it, like two week, two weeks ago or something like that? Right. Or was it last week? No, it was a couple of days ago, the Nintendo Direct. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that feels like that was like at least a week ago. Well, I know well, they also well, had actually, Smash actually it might have been a week ago now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably okay. a week ago. So bust it out, Reef. Let me know what let me know what you're thinking about that. It's like Mario Kart like seventeen? Uh eight. Oh, oh, okay. But I, I don't know. Like Mario Kart is one of the few games that I feel like people that don't care about like Nintendo actually like. Like right. it's one of those few games that I hear from like a people like, man, I want to play that, but I'm sure so I'm not going to buy a Wii U to play it. Right. You know. Right. Um, right. And man, it just looks really good. I mean, like besides sort of the whole like, you know, like Nintendo finally doing an HD kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh sort of the way that you race in terms of like going upside down underwater and like all that shit is like pretty dope. Um and you know, it's it's like one of those things where like they always add like some different power ups and like all that kind of stuff. I mean the core game is the same. It's still like a racing game. It's still like, you know, don't be in first too early because somebody's gonna hit you with a blue shell and like, you're gonna lose <laughs> you know. Um, I don't think it's something that's going to convert somebody that's not already into Mario Kart into it. Right. Um, but man, it, it looks, it looks really good. Um, one thing about the Wii U games in the Mario series is that like, I don't know if Nintendo has hired some new people or something, but the games look pretty stellar, you know, they do look really, really good. I will give them that. Yeah. Like, um, even the, um, you know, most Mario Kart, um, games they have some of the retro tracks they 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 have like a retro cup with you know with um roads from the n64 and super nintendo versions and all that stuff right and this time they added all kind of like shit in the background in this stuff so like they really do look like kind of like you're racing over these cities and and like that kind of stuff so i was really i was really impressed by it i mean but again like 
it's it's just coming out too late, man. Like, l- l- like there's a lot of great games coming out for the Wii U, but because they they can't push systems, like not a lot of people are going to get to play it, and it's kind of a shame. But do you do you think Mario Kart is going to be one of those games that you know now you know now that you've got uh, Super Mario World and whatever the fuck else is out on the Wii U? There's a Zelda game, I think. And, and now Mario Kart is coming in and, uh, you know, there's some other ones that we'll, uh, that we'll talk about in a second. Do you think that'll be enough for certain people that if they haven't jumped on that bandwagon, um, you know, maybe they felt like they got burned by the Wii. They spent the money on the Wii and there really wasn't a lot of software that was compelling. Do you think this will be enough to, to turn the tide for the Wii U and, and really start pushing out some systems? No. I don't think there's only okay. I don't think there's only any one game that can do it. Just like for I don't think there's really any one game for most systems that can really do it if you don't hit early enough. Mm. Like I think like Nintendo's problem is that they like when they launched a console, they should have had, you know, at least dates and years for these games already set up because they shouldn't have launched right. a console until they already had ideas for these and the whole um, sort of methodology of the Wii U has even changed since it's been out to where they're not really using the gamepad for as much, mm. even even with their main games that are usually like the showcases for whatever new technology is in their new systems. Like they're using it for off-screen play, which is great. I mean, I, I like right. that, but that wasn't the initial messaging of the system. Right. So no, I don't right. think there's any one game that will that will you know revive it really i think it'll kind of be like most systems where if it drops enough in price and you know they have a big enough library which i think they do now i mean i i think it's a worthy buy now at like 300 dollars with the library they have now but um if if right now isn't enough to get people to buy it i don't, I don't think mario kart or Anything will change it. I think a a new Zelda game, possibly. Um, Okay. I mean, if they ever came up with that Zelda game that they kind of teased as being the quote-unquote next-gen version of a Zelda game, I think that would bring a lot of people back into the fold. I don't know, man. People are so sour on Nintendo and the Wii U. I I just just can't. I think they've kind of lost that battle of, of trying to appeal too much to everybody. Right. And like trying to get all these third parties on and trying to do all this stuff and yeah. instead of kind of doubling down on what they do and say, look, here's our console. And in the next three years, we're going to have literally every single franchise that we work on. I think that would have been enough. <laughs> right. If, right. Yeah. Well, if well, like they would have hit, well, hit their dates and, yeah. you know, and like worked on some franchises that have just gotten lost in the dust, like Star Fox right. and F-Zero and right. other ones that people have kind of fond memories of, but Clue Clue Glan. Yeah, fucking Clue Clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh but a Kid Icarus game would be would be would be dope. A Kid Icarus game would, would be dope. Yeah. Um, I mean there was a good Kid Icarus game on the three DS that was actually really right, good. Right. Um but, So I mean, so Kai, you don't have a Wii U. What would what would it take for you to get a Wii U? An act of God. Right. Um, you know what? That's not, that's not, that's messed up. That's dismissive. I would never be dismissive about the Wii U. You know, I love, I love Nintendo. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. Um, 
I don't honestly I don't know because every time I see a game come out that is supposed to be like a franchise game that everyone's like, oh my god, like I saw this the Donkey Kong game or whatever that comes out um or is already out or something like that. See, it's weird because I keep up on most gaming news and I am so always always like at a at a lost at a loss when it comes to anything Nintendo at this point because I've lost all my want to keep up with the stories right? because it doesn't feel like anything new. It feels like every time I even go back to try to find out what new things are going to be happening on the system, it's just another franchise that I've already heard about. I have already seen characters have already had, uh, you know, some kind of interaction with before it kind of leads into what we were going to talk about next, which is smash coming out. Um, And smash. I've always been at a loss for smash at all uh, because it, you know, who is it? Uh, Jack LaFleur. Want to say what up to Jack LaFleur? What's up to you and to Eight Bit Animal again? Because um, they gave a really good um, synopsis, basically of what Smash is. I was like, "What the fuck is Smash?" <laughs> I was watching. I was watching the uh, Nintendo Direct, and they said, I, "I I just can't wrap my mind around this game. Why I don't understand it? I've been watching uh, fighting game streams with it on, and still trying to, you know, wrap my mind around it, and I can't." And somebody was like, "It's basically Power Stone, but on a two D plane." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay. Right. Right. That's, that is, yeah, it's very succinct and, and uh, a great way to put it. But it's, it's one of those things where it it feels like Nintendo at this point for me, the reason why I don't necessarily want a system uh, from them, it feels like a really exclusive club that everyone has had inside jokes about for years and I've just not caught on. So it's it's like they they pulled out all these characters that they that they had as new characters for Smash, and I'm like I don't know who the hell these characters are. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this is. Why did why would I care about a big ass star that shoots more stars? Right. So yeah. So who who are the who are the characters now? They they've got like a me from the Meverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the big new characters are they have the the uh, Wii Fit trainer, so like the <laughs> awesome. like the lady in the leotard, and, which is like actually pretty funny. Um, they have uh, they got Little Mac from Punch Out, you nice. know, um, and I think they have uh, Sheik from uh, Zelda. Hmm. Which uh, Kyle probably has no idea who that is. Um, I, I'm, you, I, I wish people could see the video <laughs> feed right now. Right. I am so dumbfounded right now. I have no fucking clue who Sharif just said. When he's when he said Sheik, I was like, "Yo, they got the Iron Sheik." In oh my! <laughs> the camel clutch. I was like, "That's dope." Right. No, have, have well, have, have have I ever played Ocarina of Time? Or, nope. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was that was a really. That I, was honestly, a really I've game. never been a fan of the Zelda games because wow. I I don't have the patience for it. Hmm. Uh, and and Ocarina would t- would definitely try your patience. Yeah, I don't have. I ne- I really don't have the patience for games like that. I thought I did. I try. I've tried to play uh, many of a, a Nintendo franchise that people really really hold dear, and I, it doesn't really hold my attention. Metroid is the only franchises that have really held my attention. Yeah, and it's something that they haven't really come out with since Other M, which which was kind of not that good. So you know, right. right. So now here's here's something interesting that and and since you're the Nintendo expert here, Reef, you'll have to answer this. But is Smash Brothers Nintendo's newest IP? Their newest IP? What, what, what do you? Yeah, mean? 
like in terms in, of what in terms of in terms of like actual new intellectual property. Oh no, is that the no. newest one? No, I mean Smash Brothers came out on the N sixty four. No. Oh, so I guess then Animal Crossing would probably be the newest one. No, Animal Crossing came out on the GameCube. Yeah, but what I mean, what is has there been a franchise since then that's newer than that? Oh yeah. Um I mean, well obviously you have like Wii Sports on the Wii. Oh right? yeah, I guess if you want to right? call that a franchise, I guess so. It's, yeah. it's like the top selling game of all time. <laughs> that's cuz it comes with the, it, it's not a seller. You don't sell that. Dude, people you buy the system People bought the Wii exclusively for Wii Sports and then put it in a corner. Like that is that is the that is the Wii. <laughs> But it but it comes it's like it's like saying oh you know what's really hot in Monopoly the dice. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's, no uh, I I I I think that definitely counts as a franchise. But no, I, I would say I mean it, it took a lot of people's mind share. I think yeah. a lot of people when they think about Wii systems at this point they still will harken back to that. Yeah yeah that's a, Wii Sports. Yeah right, that's people's right. experience and. Right, that right, is because it's the only damn game that was available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, it, it, you know, it worked simplistically with what it needed to do, and right. it, it's still something that if I have people over, that they sometimes kind of want to play. You know what? I now that now that I had a little bit of time to think about it, if they came back with a new version of Excite Bike, huh? Dope. I would absolutely jump back into a Wii pro, to a, wasn't a Nintendo there a product new version of Excite Bike. There was Excite Bike sixty four, and then there, wasn't there another one that came the, out? So, so, like one of the launch titles for the Wii was Excite Truck. Oh yes, and that's right. It was pretty forgettable. So yes, yeah. I remember that taking that just plenty sounds of space bad. Yeah, on the GameStop shelves. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. How can you walk into a store and say that with any kind of vigor? Yeah, yo, let me get that Excite truck. It was like one of those yo, ones. I got that Excite truck, yo. I used to hate because like um, Reggie feels I mean, I never like pronounced yes. his like name right. He, yes. He loved that game. And, he, and like he would always, <laughs> he would talk about that game way more than Wii Sports or anything else. He'd be like, we have Excite truck. Like truck. And like he'd always <laughs> say it in such a way that would just grind my ears. His body was truck. ready. I was like, oh, yeah. God. His body was definitely ready. Well, well, was it was it as excited as he was for Zombie U? Because he was pretty excited. Yeah. For well, I too. I will say that Zombie U is is a quality game. Is it's, it really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. a good game. It uh, reviewed well. Okay. You know, um, it it's it's like kind of this British take on the zombie apocalypse thing. It's like one of the few games that really they thought about the gamepad usage and it really does add to the gameplay like you can't play it without it and it really does kind of add to the uh zombie terror that's so weird like i'm thinking about i'm like kind of mini reminiscing in my head about all the things i played over the years on a nintendo system and a lot of the games that i really really hold dear to my heart have nothing to do with nintendo hmm that's actually really weird to think about. Like, I just thought about another franchise or another game, at least, that I would love to see remade yeah. is like track and field. Right. That's weird. Yeah, that, it's a weird want, Konami, but like track and field and like Tecmo Pro Wrestling right. and like stuff like that. Yeah. Those are the games that I really remember being the stuff that I played and really loved. And it really wasn't Mario. Like, Mario, I mean, Mario 2 and Mario 3 
were the were the games that I always remembered as like going to a friend's house and like playing for hours. But the the Zeldas and and the Metroids and stuff like that weren't the games that I really were hyped for. It was like Little right. Nemo was a game I liked even more than right. most of the other games, or like Blaster Master, oh, Ducktales, Ducktales, yo. Blaster Master was awesome. Blaster Master yeah. was dope. Like those, yeah. all the games that didn't necessarily come directly from Nintendo. Those were the games right. I remembered as being the Nintendo showpieces for me. So, right. yeah, and, I don't and, know. And that makes sense. And that makes sense because Nintendo back then would force developers into these contracts where they could only develop for Nintendo. And that's right. true. And like they had to right. manufacture all the cartridges and like right. like on their own dime, like before they sold it to the. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo shit, was gangster, geez. yo. Those th- those dudes, yeah. like, like they literally killed the Sega Master System, which to me was a better console. Because, it was because the it developers was. just couldn't just 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 had these contracts with Nintendo. They couldn't right. do anything. I remember that they, they used to make people put the you couldn't you couldn't get your game out if it didn't have the Nintendo seal of approval on it. Right. The actual <laughs> physical seal of on the yes. box. Yeah, it was embroidered. Yeah, it was embroidered on the box. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Man, remember when games came in boxes? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, old, I, I don't know. Old it's man crazy. moments. Yeah, wow. but but um no, and I I yeah I don't think anything can like a gamer like Ka or like maybe maybe you're the uh, same way sister. I'm not sure, but I think like Nintendo has to realize that they've just lost some people. Right. And, and just don't try right. to appeal to them. Don't like say, hey, right. hey like right. we we got watchdogs. Who gives a shit? Right. Like l- right. like uh, it's it's like not going to be as good, and right. nobody's going to buy it. Just do, right. do your franchises, do them on time, and do them consistently, and that'll be enough to hit their sales goals. Like that's what their business model should be based off of. But I feel like they took a lot of that Wii criticism, even even though the Wii sold gangbusters, they took that kind of third-party criticism to heart and when they launched right. the Wii they're like, oh yeah we got Mass Effect 3 we got like, right. like Ninja Gaiden and like nobody right. cared and, and, and yeah and, Arkham, Arkham Asylum yeah and and, yeah. and like all that time that could have been put into really mashing out their own stuff yeah. they thought that this would bring people back and it's like no nah, like like nah, do you think do you think there'll be another Nintendo console home console Personally, I don't. I think that the Wii U is the last home home console for Nintendo. I think that you know portables, they'll they'll they still have that market. They've cornered that market, and I think they'll thrive thrive in that market for a long time going. Uh, especially in Japan, where they they've kind of migrated to mobile. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if personally, I don't know if they'll they'll be another Nintendo home console. What do you think? No, I think it'll definitely be one. They have a lot of money and they're too stubborn. Like unless okay. there was like some kind of shareholder like takeover or something like that, like that would be the only way I could see them not releasing one. Like they yeah, they're they're a stubborn ass Japanese company. Like I don't think they're they would just stop. Breaking news, breaking news. Nintendo will come out with a console with a fifty six K modem attached to it. Right, right. Oh exactly. yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. We've, we've heard about this thing called the internet. We're going to try it. We're going to dial up. 
Yeah, that would be awesome <laughs> if if it comes with like an AOL like CD with like a thousand free hours. Wow, <laughs> great! A thousand wow. free hours. There you go. <laughs> wow! Great. Everyone, get your Net Zero accounts back up. Oh yes, let's do it. Oh, oh let's do God. it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So so uh, Reef, you brought up a really cool uh, topic for for this week's show that had to do with DLC. I thought it was really cool because it, you, you talked about some DLC for games that have come out, like Battlefield with their naval strike, uh, last left behind for uh, Lost of Us, the Lost of Us, the Last of Us. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a new IP. The Lost, Lost of Us, of us. <laughs> <laughs> written by Miyamoto. Anyway, <laughs> imagine the Last of Us, but with Yoshi. Yo. Right, right. <laughs> In a on world, his island. one egg left. Yes. One egg left. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do that already? Wasn't that Children of Man? <laughs> um, but I, but I really like what you wrote. You said, uh, you know, that these these forms of DLC, at least these particular packages of DLC, don't feel like they were um, like left out just for money purposes, like a lot of companies do, um, and that some deep side stories that have that have actually added some content have 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 come to fruition. Um, I don't know. It's I, I think that's a great topic. See, I think you should jump on that first and, and let us know what you think about that. All right. Well, you know, so I I've actually had this discussion with people um, about not necessarily about DLC per se, but about uh, companies trying to to milk or, or 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 you know draw money out. Of, of the consumer after after the purchase price you know after you make the purchase uh, kind of like the thing with you know buying vc and nba 2k14 and you know and, and games like that but uh, dc dlc uh, conceptually i think is fantastic it, it, you know i mean it, it it if it's meaningful um you know the, the last of us left behind dlc which i haven't played yet um but you know, but by all accounts, is is very very good. Um, is is a perfect example of that. Uh, the the DLC that I always think when I look back at DLC and if I look at DLC and say what's the best, it's always been Rockstar and what they've done, like or what they did with GTA Four, right? Uh, Lost and Damned, Gay Tony, um, and then the the last bit of DLC I forgot what the last one was, but. But uh, I mean, those the amount of work that they put into those was just amazing. It wasn't even like, you know, Mass Effect had really good DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, f- um, for an ME2, I didn't play all of the DLC in ME3. But when I think when I look back at GTA 4 and just the production quality on on, on that DLC was just amazing. And just, you know, what they did with Red Dead Redemption and and uh the undead part, like, you know, Rockstar just does it really well. And if you can continue, if you can get that type of quality out, that, that is definitely the benchmark. BF4, Battlefield 4 with Naval Strike and, and, you know, what they're doing in premium is, is all really good. It keeps you going back. It's actually reinvigorated me. Uh, I know Reef was saying that earlier, uh, precast, we were saying, we were talking about, uh, BF4 and Naval Strike has definitely reinvigorated me. And we talked about, uh, last week, the Megalodon, uh, Easter egg, which I still haven't gotten <laughs> nine other people together to yeah. do so I could get killed by this giant shark. Uh, holla at me. Come see me on the Xbox One. Um, I mean, all of that stuff is great. If you can, if you can make 
compelling reasons for us to go back, go back and, and visit your worlds, then I'm definitely all for it. Uh, Reef, well, obviously, Reef, you're the one who brought this topic up, but I guess so, Kyle, you, I guess you should go first and then, and then let Reef, uh, be the anchor. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I think, uh, the funny the funny thing is when I'm thinking about the DLC that I've played in the past year, Left Behind was one of the most amazing things I've seen in a long time. It, it is up there with the Rockstar or quality levels of stuff, but it's also Naughty Dog, so I don't really have to worry about them ever. Right. Um, it is kind of funny, though, and Borderlands 2. Mm. Borderlands 2 right. has some ridiculously good yeah. DLC. Yeah. Um, you, it, it really puts things in a really uh, sharp contrast between the, the companies that do it well and the ones that don't. I have played a little bit of Burial at Sea. Um, I haven't played... I, I, wait, Burial at Sea, there was one before that? Or is that the yeah. one? That's the latest well, one. Well, no, there's two, two episodes part. of Burial. Two, two episodes of Burial at Sea. Okay, so I played the first episode. I have not played the second one yet. Right. Um, And the first one was really good. Uh, It was actually better than i thought it would be but the but the the weird thing is when you think about dlc at this point you all you think about one the companies that do it really well as opposed to the ones that don't two you think about the price per dlc that you that you pay for if you haven't bought a season pass and three you think about people who have bought season passes Hmm. so season passes i think that is the issue where people get into trouble um, people have grand ideas, but they don't flesh them out well enough to the consumer. You can have a season pass, but if you don't know what your content is going to be yet, then that makes it really problematic for the people who want to buy your stuff off the bat. Right. Like Telltale, I can buy a season pass with no problem and never feel like I'm ever going to to not get my money's worth. Right. Bioshock Infinite, on the other hand, they they gapped out their stuff so far that one, you didn't even know if the shit was going to get made. Right. <laughs> you know, with all the blowups that happened at Irrational, with Irrational closing and everything after that, you had no idea if stuff was even going to get made. Right. Um, so I think there has to be an idea put forth by, cons- by, by producers and by publishers that says, look, we're going to put this stuff out. Uh, we have an idea. We have a roadmap, what we want to do. Even if you kind of tease stuff out a little bit better, I don't mind if things are spaced out a long way, but if it, if I play it and it doesn't feel like you've done it from scratch, it feels like it's just everything has been reused. It doesn't feel as good. It doesn't feel like I'm spending my money on something that's worthwhile. And that's kind of, that's, that's the hard part. Um, What exactly do you mean? Everything reused? You mean like assets? Like assets. It's, it's like, um gosh what's what's an example of something that i played that was like that so i guess i'll use left behind in that respect left behind if you look at the assets that were put forth in the game you you can tell that they reused a lot of stuff but what they did was they used different mechanics that made the game seem a little bit different and more and and, and more fresh like uh here's a quick this is going to be a spoiler so uh, cover your ears if you need to. Um, so there was a part in there that had a, um, a video game mini game, basically, where you where you took the characters and, and, and you basically made it seem like you were playing a video game, but you couldn't because the games are actually oh, broken. So good. And that yeah. part, that part was so immersive 
and and evocative of both what the setting was supposed to be. It pulled everything together just in that small moment where throughout the rest of the game, you do have all the other, you know, mechanics that you've been using in the main game and in the in the um, DLC. But they added small things. It was small p- bits of flair and small bits of, of 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 things that kind of pulled everything back together, as opposed to, you know, I I like the 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 DLC for for Battlefield Four. It's not my favorite. Um, it doesn't feel as good as the stuff that's in that in that in in le- and God, I can't remember the name of the game in The Last of Us. <laughs> um. It doesn't feel as good. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe things that are more story-based DLC, I have more of a connection to mm-hmm. as opposed to just adds add-ons. You know, like, hey, you get more guns, you get more skins, you get more right. more of this or that. So, I don't know. It, it really depends on the game. It really depends on the DLC. And it really does depend on the price. If you price it at a, at a reasonable rate, I will give you more grace if it's not great. So, I don't know. Reef, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, uh, first of all, I feel like single player and multiplayer DLC should probably, they need different names because they're kind of mm. almost completely different. I mean, sure. multiplayer is usually maps or game modes or things like that, which is, right. um, I don't think as important as single player DLC. Like you can deal without the multiplayer stuff. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of servers that get me running the new maps and stuff that you might not be able to join on, but those usually don't fundamentally change the game. Um, though I will say that that Battlefield 4, that naval strike, that is like a... The game mode itself is different enough that it's like almost like a new mini-game kind of thing. Right. Um, but I think that the thing I usually hear about with single-player DLC is that people feel like that the developers could have fit it in the game, but they cut it out on purpose so that they can make more money, you know, right. Releasing it later. And my thought to that is, so what? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Right? Like, I feel, I feel like people don't think of game development as any kind of project development where you have to hit a deadline and sometimes you can't fit everything in that shit. If you want to release a quality product and not let the deadline slip, like Nintendo's been doing this entire generation, like or Ubisoft, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you've like, like, there's sometimes where like you gotta say like, look, let's just, you, you know, what I'm saying this is something that we can compartmentalize into its own thing. So let's take this out and save it for later. I don't see a right. problem with that. The only kind of right. DLC DLC I see a problem with is the stuff that's on the disc. <laughs> that like you have right. to pay to unlock now that's ridiculous right. like that just, right. that just doesn't make any sense but you know um stuff like barrio at sea like left behind like the shadow broker on on mass effect right. 2 right like the citadel on mass on, on mass effect 3, uh, three like yeah. these are dlcs where they're like their own stories and i don't right. care if they had these planned out during the regular development cycle and they decided to delay them because they took extra time and you know i personally think i don't mind paying a developer extra money if they're delivering more content like i like they they work hard as hell and they spend crazy hours and if it's 10 15 dollars for you know another three four hours of gameplay i'm fine with that as long as it's quality you know um the thing I like about the Left Behind DLC is that 
you don't need it. <laughs> like it doesn't really <laughs> add anything that you don't know story wise. Hmm. Like, you, you know, I'm, I mean, without any spoilers, I mean, it takes place during a time that where you know what happens at the beginning and you know what's going to happen at the end. And it just kind yeah. of fleshes out that interspersed with some flashbacks of a person that you already know exists. And you already know that this is a time where something happens to Ellie, where she finds out she's immune. Like, like, like you know all the story points. It just fleshes out right. the characters, which I think is great. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was the beauty of that DLC, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, does it, did it invigorate you to go back and experience the portions of the game that happened after that? Uh, not, to, not to, for me. to see if maybe that gave you a, a deeper emotional connection to, to Ellie and her struggle and, you know, what, you know, what she winds up going through at, 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 you know, towards the end of the game. Not for me. I mean, I feel like the game did a good enough job of set like 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 the game story wise is pretty perfect. <laughs> like they didn't need right. anything else. So I don't feel like this right. added to like this was literally a side story. Right. Like like it didn't it was still good, but no, it it doesn't make me approach the full game any different. Like I would replay it just because it's a fantastic game. You know, okay. and and if you have a PS4, I would definitely recommend picking up whatever extended version, especially if it's targeting 60 frames and all that stuff. That's another story. Um, right. But <laughs> but but um, yeah, just fine. Yeah, no, no, I I don't think that I don't think DLC should be measured by its reflection on the main game. By definition, it should be its own open and shut book experience. I don't I I would I agree with that but I will I will say from my personal perspective I felt like it it added another layer to Ellie and her backstory that you know you you kind of fall in love with the with the character to a certain extent because of the transition that she goes through but I think that the the small relationship that you see that she has in the um the DLC just ingratiates you to her character even more. And it makes it, it, it's funny because a lot of people, when they get DLC that is story based, they kind of want it to be a weird in between so that sometimes it'll lead into a sequel. Right. And I'm hoping and praying that they do never, they never make a sequel for this game. Right. It's, it's one of those things where I'm just like, you, you're, you're going to ruin it if you do that. So you know they are, right? I know and they're going to ruin it because <laughs> it sold right. a ton and. Yeah. won all these games of the years it's probably going to be a yeah. trilogy as a matter of fact that's going to ruin it <laughs> well you know so we talked about it last week and i and i think the you know the thing that i was saying and that i hope that they wind up doing is is the sequel is about the world and and you know that that they wind up taking some other characters within that world and you're able to have a a story that's that is unique to the sequel where maybe there are a couple of callbacks to what happens in, in, in the original game. And maybe you run across Joel and Ellie or, uh, you know, some other characters in the game, but, but it, it exists on its own. Um, and, and I hope that's what happens. Uh, some, some, somewhere along the lines of, of second son. I, I really can't see that happening. I mean, the game ended on a cliffhanger. 
like you don't like like she's immune like like this isn't like mass effect 3 where like the storyline <laughs> is closed like there's right. still all these open questions about you know and again if you haven't played the last of us i guess this is a spoiler for the end but you don't right. know if <laughs> if other people figure out if she's immune like obviously the whole firefly thing is done like right. like 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 you don't know if she gets to some place where they can synthesize something out of her genes or whatever like I I really doubt that they're not going to continue that storyline. I mean, this is, the reason I don't want that to happen is because at the end of that story, it's not even about the world anymore. Right. It's right. really just about the the, the relationship, relationship between, between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. And those two people, what right. what what their relationship in that world is going to be like for their right. rest of their foreseeable lives. Right. And I think if they again, they're going to ruin it if they do make that into it. I hope someone like yeah. burn burns all the <laughs> all the books and doesn't do it because they're yeah. going to mess it up. Yeah. But I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's well, it's you know, it's one of those things where uh, The Last of Us was such a great game, and and it, you know, it was definitely an evolutionary step in what we do. Uh, you know, what games are. Um, where the ending of the game, if you would, if you played it around a bunch of people, gave you the opportunity or other people have finished it, gave you the opportunity to, to have genuine discussions about existentially about life and, and the game and just, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of really, really weird places that, that, you know, everyone had their own unique interpretation of, where everyone was at the end of that game and who Joel was as a character and, you know, whether or not Ellie believed him at the end and, you know, all of those things that, that really made me feel proud as a gamer, you know, as this, as this pastime that's been maligned by so many people that don't really understand it. So you can sit back and say, look, I'm, you know, I'm an adult and here is something, you know, dealing with some very, very adult themes that where you know it wasn't uh, here's the end but it was very open ended um and we can we can sit and talk about it um and if they go back and they do a sequel and they try and and tie up those loose ends or or do some more in the in the story you you may lose some of that and that's that's my fear yep i told i'm totally on board with that yeah. so so naughty dog stop fucking around don't do it <laughs> don't do it don't do it don't do it uh, but what we're going to do right now is we are going to take our music break. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it like we want to do it. Yes. Uh, so we're going to take our music break. I'll uh, give everybody a chance to, to get their catch their breath. And we'll be back right after this. I stepped off the plane. It was so fresh. I was at the club. It was so fresh. Sometimes things just have a way of making themselves clear. Most times I don't even care because my week beats your year.
For the music break, that joint that you just heard was from Telefon Tel Aviv. It was called My Week Beats Your Year. It is dope. Uh, if you liked it, you will see and hear it in the show notes when we come back uh, from nowhere. Because we're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're going to jump right back into everything. Um, and I think the next thing on our list was how Peter Molyneux is a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. How 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 uh, he basically called the connected joke. He he was they asked him some questions about um, Phil Spector and Phil Spector's involvement with Xbox coming up, and they kind of ran into a story where they started to talk about Xbox One because he was formerly an employee of Microsoft for a little bit uh, before he let everything out of the bag about the DRM. And then he basically called the connected joke. I'm gonna actually read the quote because it's really really funny he said um i actually wish connect wasn't a requirement uh 20 22 cans peter Molyneux tells everyone uh, he said he felt like it was an unnecessary add-on uh he said maybe it's because we're in england and it doesn't really use the tv stuff but it feels like more of a joke he said my son and i sit there saying random things at it and it doesn't work he said they could cost reduce it by removing connect but i'm sure they're not going to release an xbox one without connect it would be unthinkable that they wouldn't. So what do you guys think about that one? Uh, let's let's go to Sharif first and see what you think about that. I mean, look, I think part of the, you know, uh, business case for Xbox One is the Connect. Like, it's the voice control. It's like, you know, all that. So, yeah, I think they're doing just fine, even with a $100 premium. I, I think in retrospect, they made the right choice. Personally, um, I think a lot of people were saying, man, everybody, everybody's just going to buy Sony because it's a hundred bucks cheaper. But that's not how this industry works. Like people just don't only buy the cheapest thing. Like people buy what's the coolest, what has the franchise, what has the best mind share. And five, $500 in this day and age is not cost prohibitive for gaming. Right. right? So I don't agree with them at all. I mean, I think. I think the Connect is fine, and I've used it on the Xbox One, and it works as well as I'd expect a second-generation piece of technology to work, which is not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 I will say though that if there's one thing that makes it worth it every time, is when you say Xbox One record that, like that is still to me the great like. I've been recording video on PC for a long time. If I could do that by voice, 
I would do that every yeah, time. Sure. Right. You know, even though technically that technically that takes longer than pressing Alt F10 to save my NVIDIA shadow play like recording or whatever, like it's just cool, you know, like uh so so like even if it doesn't work all the time, I don't know, that to me makes up for everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like record that. Let's do yeah. it. What do you think, C? Well, I you know, uh as as the Xbox One owner in here I will say every, I, you know, I echo everything that, that, that Reef just said. Um, the, and, and, you know, I've, I've already gone on record on this cast in, in saying that Microsoft's never, they're never going to sell the, the console without the Xbox or without the, the Kinect. Um, and, and they've actually gone on record and said that the Kinect is the Xbox. Um, so I don't think they're, they're ever going to do it. Um, and as, in terms of the, the premium, uh, you'll got, you guys will be able to see there, there's going to be some articles that are up on the site. Um, as you guys are listening to this on Monday about the price drops on the, on, uh, for the Xbox one, um, you can get one for four fifty pretty easily now, um, with a game. And for 500 with a game and um, and a year of Xbox Live, so essentially the system oh, is wow. 380 dollars. Um, so it's not even you know it doesn't even cost more in, in quotes than than the PlayStation 4, depending on where you get it from. But uh, the I mean the Connect is an integral part of of, of the system. Say, like you said, saying Xbox record that. Is, is, is just as part of the lexicon. And, and, you know, my friends and I, when something amazing happens, even when we're not gaming, we say that. Um, just, <laughs> That's just, funny. just because, yeah, yeah, because it's just like, you know, like this was a oh. moment that needed to be captured. Um, and, Microsoft uh, would love to hear you say that. Right, right. <laughs> they exactly. want you in a commercial saying <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if I can get a, a free year of Xbox Live as a result of that, then, uh, yeah, more, you know, more power to them. Send it, send it, send it my way. Um, but it, it is, I mean, it's, it's, I am like, you know, like I said before, I, you know, I don't want to be the fanboy, but, I, but I am using this, this console the way they intended it to be used. Um, for all intents and purposes, it is connected to, you know, it's connected to my, my entertainment system. Uh, when I walk into my living room and it's time to start watching TV, the only thing I say is Xbox on and everything turns on. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do that without the connect. Um, and you know, when I'm playing my games and something amazing happens, I'm able to record it. I'm able to broadcast on Twitch. Um, you know, I can turn the volume up and down. I can control my, my video. Um, you know, and, and I'm doing it all through voice controls and it works. Like you said, Reef, it works most of the time or some of the time. And, and I find that it works most of the time. Um, if the conditions are right, then it works all of the time. Um, but those conditions ha- mean that it has to be super quiet. <laughs> uh, Everybody know, shut up. Nobody I'm trying say, to get my connection right, to work. Nobody say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the neighbors. I'm not going to. Can y'all be quiet for one second? I'm trying to get this Xbox to work. Right. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I actually heard on, um, I forgot what show was that, 
some people, I think in Titanfall, were naming their characters like Xbox Turn Off. Yeah, yeah. So that if yeah. you say the name, you know, because yeah. you're yelling at him for, ki- for killing you, <laughs> shuts off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like telling people to press Alt F4 back in the day right? Uh, to change something on the window. It's great. The the funny thing I, I actually felt thought about when the, when the story came up was... I find it really ironic that of all the people to talk about something being a joke, Peter Molyneux is the one saying it. Absolutely. Peter Molyneux is hating extremely hard right now. And this is the reason why I say so is because he has been lauded forever as being the person with big ideas that never come, never come to light. He's like, I want a game. With Fable, he was like, I want a game where you change over time and everyone cares and you can kick a chicken and no one gives a shit and it's awesome. And then he came up with Fable and nobody liked it. Right. Well, no, Fable was Fable. Fable, But Fable was a lot of failed promises. It was a lot of stuff that he's he's the king of failed promises. Absolutely. He's always the one who's like big ideas, small execution. And that's that's a huge funny funny right. ironic thing i find about this particular story because connect is kind of it's doing exactly what it says it'll do and right. it's not like they came up with this concept and it's not working it's working there has to be optimal conditions like you have to be in a cave but it works <laughs> unlike you have to be in, you a, have to cave. Be in a cave unlike his unlike <laughs> the stuff that he's been putting out lately perfect for al-qaeda <laughs> right, 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 when you're exactly. in your spider hole connect does everything yes. <laughs> but but like Malanu is not the dude to, to be the one to express this kind of disgust or, or or angst about this particular product i think he's the wrong person for that you you know who peter Molyneux mm-hmm. is all right now, now ride with me for Uh-oh. a second peter Molyneux is the chick from I'm going to get you sucker in the red dress with the wig <laughs> and the fake ass and the leg. Where is this guy? I'm confused. Right. Where is I this guy? So, so so because he presented so like like fable, like fable and like like Milo and and you know all of that stuff. He presents himself as this one thing. But then you bring him home and you bring Fable home, then you realize that his eyes aren't really green and he's only got one leg and he's got, you know, his hair isn't real. It's a wig and he's got little uh, Homer Simpson hair. So on wait the top. a minute. So, so Peter Molyneux is Nicki Minaj? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does pre- talk in a pre- British accent sometimes. Yeah, so. there you oh go. There you go. Uh, you've never seen them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Oh, that's a good that point. That is yeah. true. Yeah. That is yeah. so true. So. <laughs> Milo. Man, my, my, Milo creeped me out, man. That to me was not like, wow, I really want this to happen. I was like, this kid is going to take control of the nuclear fucking missiles. And you know what, though? Weirdly, like, that man. was one of the things that really made me think that Next Gen was here. Was to, was like, like Milo absolutely. was one of those things that I personally was like, I, I, I can't wait for something to, to, to do this in a way that we'll, we'll be interacting with it on a, on a constant basis. And it was like, you know, we just talked about Mass Effect a little bit during the break. And, you know, the idea of being able to, to start a quote-unquote relationship with another character and then see it grow throughout the time that you interact with it over time, right. I'm still waiting for that. 
I would love to see that to, to actually happen if they can get the cloud to work. Well, well, so, I mean, that is one of the brilliant things about, and I'm, you know, it, it seems like an oxymoronic phrase that I'm about to make, but it's one of the brilliant things about Microsoft, uh, and what they're, what they're doing with, uh, the Xbox One and in terms of the updates that they're continuing to roll out every month, um, since, since January, there has been a, or since, at least since February, there has been a substantial update to to the console, the UI, the OS itself. Um, and by this summer, I'm assuming it'll happen that the that Bing the Bing section of the console will be replaced by Cortana. Um, the actual person that you know they're going to do VO for you know the the VO actor that played Cortana will be the voice will be like a Siri version for for uh, Windows for all Windows products including the Xbox and I think we're probably you know maybe 12 months even away from being able to conversationally speak to your console and get information that you want. So you, you know, you can say, well, when's, when's this game coming out? Or when's this DLC going to be available? What are my friends doing? Um, and, and, and be able to do that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, I think that's where, I mean, in the, in the scheme of a eight year life cycle, a year is not that long. Right. And I really think it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Cortana, don't leave me. Right. right. <laughs> Some craziness. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I think it's going to be really, really cool to see if there's ever going to be any parity between the, the, the PS4 camera and the Kinect, even though the Kinect is a much better um, device in that respect. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think Sony, I don't think they want it to be. Like, I, I don't know. They, I, I, I haven't heard any direction from Sony that's they want to beat Connect's camera. Like Microsoft is like this is an entertainment system for your living room that plays video games too, but we want right. you to control cable. We want you to right. eventually be like searching for stuff across different things. Sony is is, is like, well, well, we'll just put some people having sex in like <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and and that's it. I mean that's which go ahead, I'm sorry. Which, by the way, I ran into by mistake a subreddit that like shows people having sex and playing. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that today. My actually, goodness. I was like, well, I mean, I've seen it once, just randomly on on stream one night. Just like, what is going? Wow, they're totally having sex right now. And it shows like the robots on the. It's like the and they wave. and they look at they look the and they wave. Are bouncing all over the they place. wave. It's so sex. weird. <laughs> it's so weird. The robots they're playing with the. Playing with the nutsack like a punching ball, oh, like the speedback. <laughs> see, man, Sony, Sony needs to capitalize on this, man. If they can, if they can get a, a sponsorship out of this, do right. some, do Vivid. some cross promotion. Yeah, Vivid Entertainment. I'm saying, if they can make it happen, yeah. there would, there would be a totally different market that they would be jumping, <laughs> jumping into. That's the, the real PlayStation Plus is what you get when you get this kind of stuff. Right. Oh shit! Oh my god! Oh no! To play with yourself. No, we don't want this. <laughs> no one wants this. No one wants it. Oh man! Because that just that just, yeah. that just I mean, bro, that's just so just the touchpad, all that. It's just so bad. It's just so bad. Right. Well, well, you know, so Sony may not, 
and and there really hasn't been a lot coming out of Sony about you know what they're planning to do with the camera. Um, I will say I'll say you know one thing really quick thing about the camera is that that they've got over the connect is that you can use uh, nicknames for games to launch digital titles using the Sony camera. Oh, that whereas is you cool. can't do where as you can't do that for for the the connect. Um, That's pretty but cool. I, yeah, it is. It is really cool. Um, but I think where Sony's going to put their where they're going to put their eggs will be in in this Morpheus in their VR camera or in their VR headset. Um, I I think you know I think at E three there will be lots and lots of talk about what their plans are for Morpheus. And and you'll you'll see more of that than you'll see of what their plans are for the for their camera. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so because it, it although Sony isn't maneuvering to have parity, it feels a little bit again like the iToy where right. people have made this peripheral to 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 work with this system and Again, it it feels like they they're not doing anything with their with their peripherals, and that's that's a little bit troublesome. Again, um, but we'll see what ha- <clears throat> what happens with that later down the road. I hope that they actually get some some new functionality functionality in there um, that'll work good with the um, with the system. Right. Well, the difference the difference between the iToy and the new camera is that the new camera has a seventy percent attach rate and. It's raised in price by ten bucks because it's so hard to find. Right. You know, so I mean, it's it's working, but I think the reason that it's working is because people are using it for Twitch. Yeah, yeah, and to have sex on yeah. Playroom. Yeah, and to Twitch them having sex. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. what that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of sex, let's go directly into The Walking Dead. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> zombie, yeah. six. zombie six. Um, we talk about we've been playing. Uh, Reef and I have been playing Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us. Um, we have very different styles about the way that we go about playing the episodes. I am kind of the uh, wait and see and then play them all at, at at one time. I've been trying to hold off for the whole season, but I couldn't because Reef has been like, "You need to be playing this shit," and uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like wait and then bum rush through it. Because in the beginning, in the Walking Dead episode one, I waited and uh, did each episode and waited for the next one to come out. But Reef, you have a you know, you go the opposite way on that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that these games are made to be played in short bursts. Like, I don't think the games themselves hold up like a regular game if you play them all the way through. I think that the sort of the emotional impact of decisions, the sort of like, well, I just made this and it ended. I wonder what how that's going to play out. That's really a significant part of the experience. Um, and I think that, you know, it's kind of like a TV series in that way. I mean, this was the whole back with Oni and these games was the whole kind of promise of episodic gaming was that it would kind of resemble that and i think that if you go directly into it it just kind of uh i think you lose a significant part of the experience um you know in addition to kind of like 
you know, if you're kind of extra crazy like me, like going on forums and speculating what's going to happen in the next episode and like comparing like decisions that you made with decisions that, that other people made, like I feel like all that stuff is as much as the game as playing right. it. And I think it really right. goes into these because these are point and click games. So there's not really a lot of gameplay that happens, right. Right? right? It really is like you're sitting down and controlling small parts. So I think the gameplay, quote unquote, is more emergent in terms of the post episode stuff. So I think by losing that, I mean, by n not doing that, I just think that um, you're losing a lot of what the um what telltale the developers of these specific games want you to get out of it yeah hmm. yeah I, that's uh, go ahead no no no. go ahead go ahead oh all right well well i i mean that's that's a really interesting take on it and actually i so for season one i i i bought this i bought the season pass and i didn't start playing until episode five came out but i played season i played each episode with my girlfriend's kids. So it was like this family thing where we kind of, we, they watched it like a show. I played the, the parts, but they, you know, they actually gave their input on the decisions that I was, that I was supposed to make. And we, you know, we played that and experienced that together. And as a result, I didn't binge play it, but I, you know, but we played it in, in, more condensed spurts than playing the episode, waiting for the next one, you know, playing the episode when it's released, waiting for the next episode to, to release, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The question I have for you, Reef, is do you watch, do you watch TV that way? Like, you know, the show comes on Netflix or something like that. Do you binge watch the show or do you, um, or do you do it where you kind of take some time between, each episode or what have you and speculate on the same way that you were doing with 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 uh with the walking dead or 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 with wolf um it's it's usually a mix i mean i'm definitely more apt to binge watch a television show especially if it's something that i haven't uh, seen before right um like we were talking about agents of shield about how i kind of tapped out early in it Right. And then I got back in it and watched like a couple episodes. Um, now that I uh, cut cable and rely a lot on Hulu Plus, a lot of shows are ones that, you know, I'll turn into a show and say, oh, let's check this show out. And I'll watch like two or three episodes. Um, but I think TV is different. I think the TV model has changed that. I don't think TV shows are necessarily made anymore to have that kind of lingering feeling after an episode. I know I don't feel mm. that after shows. I I feel that after mid-season finales and season finales, but I don't feel that right. after every show. Mm. I feel like because Walking Dead and Telltale are only five episodes, every one is like a mid-season finale. Right. Like, like every one of them has like these huge things that happen. So I feel like shows are a little different where they're, you know, the, I feel like it's... E easier to binge them because they don't pack as much in each show with the, you know, I guess there's some exceptions. I mean, game of Thrones right. definitely packs a lot into each episode. Right. Um, right. I haven't, I haven't seen true detective, but I heard that that one packs. Yeah, a lot. that does. That definitely does. Good um, show. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of more of the cable premium shows might right. do that. I um, mean, it might be harder to binge those, 
because I remember I binged a couple of, I didn't find out about Game of Thrones till like season two. Oh, okay. So, so I went and watched season one and it was like so much, it was too much to process. Like I was watching them and like, I, I had to pause it and go to the wiki and say, where the hell are they? <laughs> right. Like, who are the yeah. Lannisters? Like, well, right. like, where's kids? Right. Like, you know? Right. Um, so I, so, so yeah, I, I just think the model was different. And I think that the, in, the intention from the content creators are different when it comes to TV series than to these specific episodic gaming series. So, so what okay. do you think of Wolf so far? I like Wolf better than Walking Dead, man. I agree. I agree. Um, I agree on that. I think the writing is better. Um, I think it's more sleuthy, which I guess makes sense since he's a sheriff. Um, but I feel like Walking Dead, the longer it's gone on, it's been less puzzle focused. I mean, the first couple of Walking Deads in a season one was kind of like a typical adventure game. You, you got to find this and look for this first. And then you find right. this and then you say, oh, I need to put these things together. And then you look for right. that. I feel I like that's batteries kind of, and a radio. Yeah, that's that's kind of disappeared from the recent um, even the end of season one and like definitely the season two episodes where they're still fun. But I feel like it lacks that element. And I feel like Wolf Among Us definitely has that. Um, I find the characters more interesting in, in like Wolf Among Us. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a superior game. Um, I think the walking dead, because it was sort of the revival of mainstream adventure point and click games, it's, it's going to definitely be more heralded. And I don't think that Wolf Among Us will get the same kind of game of the year type stuff this right. year that walking dead got, but it's better. <laughs> okay. It's, it's kind of weird too. Um, I just finished episode two of uh, Wolf Among Us, and the the things that I'm finding between the two series that are really interesting is the the Wolf Among Us feels a little bit more visceral because you're not always <laughs> surrounded by dying and people like zombies always chasing you or popping up out of, out of nowhere. It feels like when there's actually like a, 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 a part that's like an impact in, in, in the story, like where something physical has to happen that it feels more um, impactful in that way. It feels like there's way more uh, depth or, 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 or what's the word more, more weight to, to the yeah, yeah. It feels like things happen that you don't really want to happen. And when it does, it's like, Whoa, I didn't know that that was, right. you're not supposed to do that as that character. Everyone in the walking dead is supposed to either die or defend themselves. Right. And it doesn't feel like there's that much weight, probably because I'm watching the TV show as well. So like the TV show, it's like it was zombie overkill. Uh, but, right. but these, but these particular characters in the world that they're in, knowing that they're all pretty much immortal, it feels really, really weird when something physical happens to them. So that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now ha- have have you read the comic, the fables? Source it makes me want to because it makes me it makes me really yeah. want to read it because I'm like these the the whole premise of these fables living in this world where they like you know they they do things that humans would do and it doesn't really affect them, but it also is a way to differentiate themselves from other other fables. It's like uh, you know drugs or something like that, or their or their glimmers or so, stuff like that. It's like all those things 
talk talk to me in a different way than it feels in the, the mythos of, of the walking dead where again it's just like the zombies are there to kill you the disease is there to kill you there doesn't seem like a lot of depth to the way that the characters are in the world so yeah it totally makes me want to read it yeah i i also love that the wolf among us for some reason i really like that there's things in like the south bronx yeah <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. upper west like it's, it's really i'm i'm always thinking like why did they choose these specific locations because they right get pretty specific in terms of where things happen. Right. <laughs> so, like it kind of has that law and order feel when it's like, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally does that. Yeah. Uh, so question for you guys, do you think, what do you think the, if you had to give a percentage likelihood of those two games making its way, making their way to, uh, the Xbox one PS4 and Wii U. Because since they can play it on the Wii U, it's not, you know, a graphical thing. Well, I think Nintendo is stupid for not really making a play on these games. I mean, these are games that work perfectly with the tablet. And right. I think that, you know, like Nintendo has all this money and, it, you know, you know, you know they, they got to start wheeling and dealing a little bit to get some of these things that they can run since, as you said, they're getting watchdogs, but it's going to be shitty um and other stuff um i thought they already i thought these games were already out on uh on microsoft and sony they're they're on the ps3 and the 360 but they're oh, not so they on... never made really yeah they never made no. next gen the next next gen leap no no because because both wow. of those games released before or at least they were in development before the consoles came out yeah, so yeah, but I think I, Wolf came. The episode one of Wolf was like November, right before the the new consoles released. I had like a really hard decision to make when Wolf Among Us came sense. out because I didn't know if I wanted to play it on PS3 or if I wanted to play it on PC. Right. And I was like, oh my, all my my Walking Dead saves are on uh, PS3. Wow. Uh, and all right. the stuff that's come before that with the, all the decisions are all connected and fuck, what should I do? I, I, again, it goes back to that whole conversation we had before was like, there's got to be a way to move all that stuff over from one system to, to the cloud or somewhere where you can pull it back down and incorporate right. all that stuff. But I don't know. They haven't figured out a way to do it yet. Dude, I didn't realize that at all. For some reason, I thought that they were digital versions on Xbox One and PS4 that, yeah, they might not take advantage of the systems but i thought wow that's crazy no it's, it's weird. So, so, so you basically have to keep your 360 and ps3 not only to play like gta 5 and last right. of us but right. for these games that are right. still coming out with new episodes yep. absolutely wow. yep. yeah yep. and 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 there really hasn't been so telltale's announced two more games uh and the the borderlands game uh what is it called Turn to the Borderlands or Tales, Tales from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Um, My assumption is that Game of Thrones will definitely be on the Xbox One and PS4 um, because they they haven't they haven't done any casting. They haven't done anything with that game yet. But the Borderlands has been casted, um, as you heard here first on the Spawn on Me podcast. Dave Fenoy is is one of the cast members on uh, on the Tales from the Borderland game. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be on, you know, who knows what consoles that, that game's going to be on. Well, one would think 
that it it would make make the migration now. You know, it hasn't come out yet. My assumption is it probably won't be out until August. Um, you know, August sometime. So my assumption would be that it would make it, you know, make its way to the Xbox One and the PS4, but but nobody knows yet. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really weird to see if um it when they make that transition with the other two the other two franchises to see how I'm gonna decide on what I'm gonna do with that. I I actually want to yeah. play that stuff That's on Vita. Uh, well, I, I I mean I know they're on iOS and Android, so I guess you could play right. them there too. But right. yeah, that's crazy that yeah because yeah see if if you guys are playing on PC, you, <laughs> saves my wolf my Real. my wolf among us is on PC though, and it, and it feels a lot better to be playing it on PC. I I if if wolf if a God if Walking Dead would have come out. And I knew about the cross save stuff or the the actual like uh, transitional saves. I think I would have tried to get it on PC, but I really didn't even have a PC to play it on at the time. So, yeah, it's it's nuts. But yeah, I, and I can't believe these games aren't. I mean, wow, I'm I'm kind of shocked that they're not on the one in PS. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Obamacare. Thanks, thanks right. Obamacare, for not putting it uh, on. Uh, yeah, I mean, my guess is that eventually we'll start to see PC ports that they, you know, they'll port down from, you know, from the PC versions to to these consoles that are, you know, in quotes, glorified uh, personal computers. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. I would love to see a a uh, director's cut of episodes one and two. Um you know, available for whatever the price, whatever the price may be of, of the walking dead. And then, and then, uh, um, a wolf among us. Do you guys think it'll get a season two? Do you think there'll be multiple seasons of wolf? I hope so. I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't really know how popular it is outside it's, of sort of the cure, the core telltale, audience i mean is this something that you guys hear a lot about like when you guys are on the microsoft and sony kind of it's it's selling it's selling well and it's being reviewed really really well it i mean the reviews for for wolf are are exceeding are basically exactly what you're saying that people are enjoying wolf more than they like you know now that this expectation level has been set with uh season one of of uh walking dead it's exceeding the or at least meeting or exceeding that level of expectation, um, with in terms of quality and story and, and game mechanics, um, and, yeah. and Wolf. So, so you know, my expectation is that they're, um, you know, that they're happy with with the product that they're putting out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So another game that is coming to multiple systems that is coming out soon, kind of maybe, is uh. So Sony Online Entertainment just uh, talked about. And just debuted and said that they're going to do a game called H1Z1. It's going to be another kind of uh, post-apocalyptic, Daisy-esque kind of game. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this. And I'm still trying to figure out what makes people attracted to this genre. I've watched a lot of Twitch streams of people playing Daisy, And I don't understand it. 
It is the okay, most boring I, looking game I've seen in a long okay, time. But Daisy is the definition of emergent gameplay. Like you mm. watch it to see people troll people and to handcuff people and like <laughs> get you, them you, to sing say, was, national yeah, anthems. Yeah, exactly. Like that one video where the guy was like sing your country's national anthem. So wait, it's like it's like sex and playroom. Right. <laughs> it's it's that's, hilarious. That's like it it is one of the funniest it's one of the few games I will sit and like just leave on in the background while somebody is playing it. Because right. something funny it's just like the depravity of people. Like that's kind of what the game is. I I just can't like, I can't watch it though. I've I've tried to watch it and given it give it a, a chance and see if I can actually figure out what's going on besides like it's not hard. It's not difficult to see what the premise is, but it feel it feels like the longest episode of Survivor with no other people in it. And it it feels like <laughs> as soon as it feels like GTA 5 when I first started to play it where as soon as you see another human, everything is antagonistic. You know what I mean? Like, well, but but that's but but see, the beauty of it is that people form alliances. Like they kind of. So it is Survivor. Yeah, like well, like I mean, it's it's really like the thing I think that appeals to it is it's about people. Like you could form a temporary alliance just to get someone's gear. You can team up for real. You can like take over like a community, like build it up. It's like the reason people like games like Minecraft and those games. It's like all about the people playing. Yeah, it. I mean, Mister uh, more so than the game. No, I'm 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 just saying like like more so than the game because there are no objectives. There is no, you know, it's like not even like Minecraft where there is like build up during the day to protect during the night. It's literally just here. Here's the armor two engine. Go, go kill things. So, so an interesting quote from the um, from the article that we found this on Polygon. Um, Mr. Smedley, I love it. <laughs> I never never heard a person with that actual last name. Um, Mr. John Smedley, who is the president of uh, SOE, uh, said to use a simple reference. I'm going. Uh, I'm sure that everyone can um, relate to. He says. We want our players to make Woodbury from The Walking Dead, or if they want to, he said, take over a prison, fix an old car so you and your friends, yeah, we have multi- multiplayer vehicles, can run zombies <laughs> over and players over merc- uh, mercilessly. Jesus Christmas. Um, I, I, I get it, but again, it's it feels like here, like, I, okay, so I have a whole bunch of friends who... Uh, they like open world games, but they also hate open world games because there isn't enough structure, right? And it it get, it makes them bored quicker than they usually would be because they don't have the 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 they go here kind of thing that pushes them forward. Like they need that big arrow, man. Like they, they need right. the big they arrow, flashing arrow. Yeah, they totally need the big flashing arrow. And games like DayZ and this in this new game. They feel like what you said, where you can build the alliances that you want, but also you need all the extra kind of uh, you, you you need that extra part of yourself that wants to imagine the world in the way it is. You need people to role play basically the right way, quote unquote, the right way. Absolutely. Well, well, you know, I'll, I'll say this much: you 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 were right in saying that it's a lot like Minecraft. You know, I, Minecraft 
is doing pretty well. Notch is very happy with what he's been able to do with Minecraft uh, in terms of in terms of sales. I think it's you know somewhere around twenty million copies have been sold across all platforms, and it hasn't even released on the PS4 and the Xbox One yet. And I know I know personally of a lot of you know I per- personally have a lot of friends that are eagerly awaiting for its release on on the Xbox One uh, specifically. Um, I guess, you know, first, let's, I, I want to rewind a, a second and, um, not assume that everyone that's listening knows what we're talking about with, with H1Z1 and, and say that it is a Sony online entertainment game that is massively multiplayer as an MMO, um, set to be released, the early release on Steam for 20 bucks, I think. Um, early access, and it is set in this post-apocalyptic world, a la Daisy, where you can kind of do exactly, you know, anything that you want and form alliances and do all that other shit. Um, the one thing that I, I will say is, and this is just a personal thing, I know the two of you have already said that you watch, you know, I know that, that you know, both of you watched Walking Dead. I'm, you know, I'm kind of done with the zombies, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, like I, I just, I, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of the Me Too games. Um, you know, we can, we can, we can do that too. But having said that, what do you do if your setting is post-apocalyptic and you've got to create this, you know, this, this kind of omnipresent threat? What, what could it possibly be if it wasn't for some kind of zombie-like? creature obamacare i don't don't know man this is this is video games man we could think of any we can put anything right we can put those freaking plant face guys from carrier on the dreamcast like uh like uh we can this is what bothers me about this there's no limits there's no we can do anything why do zombies with t-shirts with blood on them Right. Like, like because it's, it's still easy it it's mind. still easy like it's the easy way to do things where it's familiar enough to everybody else i mean it was the reason why you know in the last of us they kind of tried to move away from the idea of them being zombies right they said that they wanted them to just be infected and, and yeah, it'd be and it'd be right. a real world kind of infection uh, thing is the reason that it caused them to, to turn but it, it mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think people still have this thing about zombies, and they still feel like they want to kind of be still in that world. It's it's an easy, easy way to get people into a game. I right. think games I need to be weirder. I'm down for so, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be weird. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? Go go like play some of these weird ass eight bit games when like these like Japanese like developers yeah. are high off their minds when they're developing <laughs> these like enemies. You know? Yeah. Like Yeah. I mean some of the scariest um, enemies I've ever seen were from the Silent Dead. I mean Silent Dead. Silent Hill uh series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a freakishly scary. Yeah, game. like yeah. those and and those were just Absolutely. like people with no faces. You know what I mean? Right. They weren't zombies, but they were just scary as shit. But anyway. Well, first, Dead Space did did a really good job of, of doing survival. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, Dead Space One, which is free on Origin, by the way. I, it it might still be. So, hmm. if like you had a PC, definitely grab it on Origin. Um, right. it's an excellent game, man. Word. Dead Space uh, One was really good. Now, here here's a question I got for you guys. I don't. I'm not sure if I know this. The answer to this um, is H H one Z one going to have a subscription, or is it just is it a free to play MMO? Ah. Oh, I don't. 
I don't think they've gotten that far yet. I, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I know that I know that um uh what is it? Elder Scrolls Online is still doing a paid you pay up front and you have a subscription, which is amazingly right. weird to me. Right. For on the yeah. console on a console. On the console. I mean right. you pay a lot too. It's not like you pay right. like twenty dollars or something. Yeah. You pay right. full right. price retail. Full, yeah, it's a full Crazy. price, yeah, full sixty dollar game with a fifteen dollar a month subscription fee. I mean I, I mean uh, with the other games that I've seen in the past, I they had like a lifetime membership fee where you basically right. kick them a hundred and hundred and some change and then you just play play forever. I, I kind of am in favor of that method. Yeah. Like even even if cool. it sucks, then you've already invested the money that you want to invest, and you don't have to pay anymore. Um, yeah, well, you know the the fear with that is that will will you get your money's worth before it goes free to play? Um, if you you know not on the console, well, actually on the console side, the last great MMO that I can think of, you know, obviously there was the Final Fantasy games that I know a few people that that play those and like them. But the last great MMO that was really marketed and pushed really hard was DC Universe Online, which was, again, which was a full price $60, $60 purchase with a, with a subscription fee. And, and then they just went completely free. It was completely free. You, you know, you get the game for free and then you, you know, you didn't pay anything for it and they had a cash shop. Um, the, I wonder. If the you know if the console market because there's I mean a big push for Elder Scrolls Online and I you know I know I've got a couple of friends who are really really excited for for this game to be released and I you know I wonder if if the 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 console gaming community is is really ready to embrace this game um, like the like the same way that they embrace Skyrim mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, I think I think it depends on how well the game is, because there's going to be a section of people who like, I know a lot of people who have spent a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money in Warframe, and they and they yeah. and they talk about how how much they love that game, and, and they knew going in that they were going to be kicking out extra dough because of the free to play model that they're in, and they they right. bought in and they like it and they're still playing it. I'm not sure if those particular games will have that kind of audience, even though they do have that cachet of being an Elder Scrolls game. So we'll see. I'm not sure. Will you get it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> are, are, are you, are you an MMO player anyway? Or? I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around MMOs as a concept. I almost got sucked into war, into uh, world of Warcraft once and was up till yeah. three o'clock in the morning trying to get two levels. And I was like, nah, I can't fuck with this. I was the same way. It's, Everyone says it doesn't really get fun till you hit sixty. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna hit. 60, nope, so. I was like hitting level thirteen, and I was like, not, not doing well. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is not the move. For, for for me, I you know I'm afraid. I treat it like I treat crack. Like wow. I don't right. I don't. I you know I hear it's really good, but I don't even want to try it because I'm afraid I'll get addicted. So, not that I've heard that crack was really good. I don't know if that's something. I'm kind of bothered bothered that you have a treatment plan for crack. You have a plan to deal with crack. Right. Show me me the receipts. It tastes like chicken. Uh, Right. But, but, you know, so the first time I played Borderlands, uh, which is, you know, essentially Diablo, um, I, I played it and, you know, I had it, I got it, and I played it. 
for for hours. Um, I remember uh, playing it over the course of a weekend and having to go to work that Monday have after playing it, you know, after being up until about four or five in the morning and then getting two hours of sleep and, and, you know, knowing then I had a problem. Um, and, you know, so I, I just, yeah, I just, I can't, I, I, you know, I won't dedicate, I've had a bunch of friends try to hook me into, you know, wow and Lotro and, 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 you know, now I've got a bunch of friends on final fantasy 14. I just, I won't do it because I'm afraid of what would happen to me if I got sucked into playing these things and doing, you know, just one more quest. Let me turn that quest in. Let me pick one more quest up. Let me get a cool drop. And, and, you know, no, time is too precious. Word, word, Um, word. Um, And speaking of precious time, we are going to wrap up (laughs) episode nine (laughs) of Spawn on Me. Um, You're welcome for that. We want to, we want to thank brother Sharif for coming through. Sure. Um, and we're going to let him have the last word with all his social media and all that business. But see, give us all your social media stuff real quick. Uh, yeah. So real quick, you can find me on the Twitters at Stubby Stan and uh, you can find me online on the Xbox one at Stubby Stan. Go ahead and friend me up. Uh, that Stubby is my first name. Stan is my last name. You can find us on Facebook at the Spawn Point Gaming Blog. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, do that. Kai, where are you? I am at Kajakins is the personal one. At Spawn on Me is the show one. And at Spawn Point Blog is the website one. Uh, PSN is Kaja One. You can hit me up on there if you want to friend us. And also there is a uh, PSN account for the actual show. So we can actually play with you on that one as well. Friend that one so that we can have you all play on that. It's called Spawn Point Blog on that one. And Sharif Jackson, please share all your information, where they can find you, all your shows, all the magical things that you do. Go. Sure. Um, So I am basically registered as Sharif Jackson, uh, S as in Sam, H-A-R-E-E-F as in Frank Jackson on most social networks. So Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram, all that stuff. I think on YouTube too. Yeah. So like Sharif Jackson on all those um, my website is at sharifjackson.com. It's a science blog where I post a lot about science and how it's accessible to everybody, even if you don't think you're a science geek. Trust me, you are uh, in your inner soul. Um, <laughs> so check that out. Also, the hashtag science looks good on Twitter um, and Facebook, which um, I coordinate discussion around the science stuff. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff with the Fox show Cosmos in the last couple of weeks. So um, definitely check out that. Um, And I also have a podcast operation cubicle where we talk about uh, being black geeks uh, in the cubicle world of corporate America. So that's me and JP Fairfield. Uh, You can check that out at operation cubicle.net or on iTunes, Stitcher and Podomatic. If you want to subscribe to the show every week and uh, that's that. And the rhyme, right. And the rhyme, right. Uh, the rhyme right just dissertations that you give every week yes uh so on operation cubicle we we uh feature two songs from an album um and then we got a lot of popular kind of um 
feedback that we should expand that into its own show. So we actually do an additional show every week on the Operation Cubicle feed called Rhyme Right, where we talk talk for 10 minutes about um, some of the hip-hop that we play on the show. So check that out on the Operation Cubicle feed. Also. Word, word, word. Yeah. So. And, and you're, you're about to do uh, congratulations on your 100th episode of Operation Cubicle? Yeah, Congrats, man. It's, man. It's, it's, it's been about two and a half years, and we're wow. about to hit uh episode 100 next week damn wow if we could be so lucky no that's awesome you you guys all have to check out operation cube it is one of the best podcasts on the net there you go and um you can check that out on itunes you can just check us out on itunes and stitcher um and we will see you guys in another week uh episode 10 is coming up quickly um, right. I'm not sure what we're going to have up and what the week is going to give us as far as news, but we'll have all that stuff for you next week. Right. Word, word, word. Thank you again, Sharif, yeah. for coming through. We really appreciate it. And you can be on the show yeah, anytime. Uh, we can talk gaming and talk all the other bits and pieces of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We talk yeah. about Yinkadare. Jason, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, uh, songs. Yeah, we we basically had a whole nother podcast during the yeah, basically, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Oh man, no, no, no. I I I really had a great time. Thanks for having me on, and you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to to listen to the show and to hear you guys grow. It was our pleasure. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for being on, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace.